Dramatica Analysis of The Searchers, recorded May 8th, 2021, led by Chris Huntley. Good evening. Uh, tonight we're going to be doing an analysis of The Searchers from, uh, as a John Wayne movie from 1956, is it, I think? Uh, so let's start um, by sharing my screen. I will try doing that. And I don't have nearly as many as I did last time, so I can find it easily. Ah, there we are. All right, so I've gone ahead and just pulled up the IMDb uh, uh, synopsis and plugged it in for the overall story because it's nice and short and kind of gets it distilled down pretty quickly. So it's an American Civil War veteran embarks on a journey to rescue his niece from the Comanches. You know, so that kind of... That a nice thing about that is, is it pretty much is mostly just the overall story. It doesn't really deal with any of the, the main character subjective character business. Does that sound okay to everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it, is it important to add the word avenge to the, to their? I'm sorry? Well, uh, since we don't know, like, if he's going to rescue her or not until the end, like, is it important to add the word avenge, like, rescue or avenge? I'm sorry. Um, sorry. Can somebody else answer that? Jim, can you answer that? Uh, Brian? Yeah, Brian's asking if um, it would be okay to put um, avenge next to rescue because it's not clear from the beginning whether or not she's alive. So it's like either it's to avenge her or well, to rescue. It doesn't matter what we know from the beginning because we're looking at this having already seen it. So you wanna write what it's really about. We're not trying to write something that's for a consumer who's never seen the movie. So you really wanna to try to capture, you know, what's truly going on, not what seems to be going on. So um, this, doesn't answer, this doesn't answer the questions, but it does, you know, uh, and it doesn't it doesn't skew it one way or another in terms of feelings about it about the process or not. So I think it's a I think for me it seems to be a pretty objectified distillation of what what happens in the movie. You know, would that be bringing back rather than rescuing? Bringing back? No, um, I think rescue is better because I don't think the object. I mean. Having seen the movie, I don't think certainly the Civil War veteran was trying to bring her back. <laughs> I think rescue could mean, doesn't necessarily mean she had to survive it. It just means she just rescued from the Comanches. Okay. You know, if oh. she killed them, she would technically be rescued from the Comanches as far as our, our um, Civil War veteran is concerned. Right? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That yeah. helps. Thank you. I mean, so that's that's why I think sticking with the way it's it's written, it's pretty accurate without you know indicating any kind of bias as to what you know what, what we may want versus what the characters might want. You know, we as the audience. Um, so I thought that was a a nice compact uh, description. So who do we have, who are the people we see the potential main characters? Or those that may be vying for the main character position? Marty. 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 
Okay, Marty and what? And Ethan. Sorry, Butch, I'm sorry, pardon me? Marty and Ethan. Ethan, okay. Any else or is that about it? And we'll jump at once. That seems okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. now. Um, now, I, I will say I was really enamored with Mo's viewpoint. He <laughs> <laughs> <But, laughs> drops out of the story for huge chunks of time, yes. <laughs> Well, that's why he worked. <laughs> well, no, but we weren't eating the grass and the, I mean, eating the dirt, <laughs> chewing the grass. He was just. I, so I don't think we we're sharing that perspective. Although you might have identified with him. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's that. So you know. Um, okay, so uh, do we have a preference for uh, Marty and Ethan, or, or an argument for which one? Um, I mean, okay, let's first of all, who is the protagonist? Who is, I mean, the Civil War veteran we're talking about is Ethan, right? And he's, right. Yeah. he's the one who's leading the effort to um, find his niece and, mm -hmm. and, get, and get his niece for whatever purposes. He seems to be the one that's leading that effort, right? Okay. Right. So when we're talking about Ethan in the context of main character, then it would not have to do with that. It would have to do with Ethan personally. So of the two of these two, who do we see, you know, into their personal life and their personal point of view, that you are their character in the story. I think it took a little while at first, which is why I confused. Um, but I think it ended up being Martin. Um, he, I think he's the main character. I think he even narrates uh, some of it. Right. I think because we're we're going along with the idea that you know we're going to rescue her and bring her home and do. I mean, that's where that opinion comes from. Is from Marty, and uh, mm -hmm. it's his sister. Um, and, you know, at every opportunity that Ethan is shown to not want to be any connected subjectively to anybody, <laughs> including yeah. the audience, <laughs> you know, he's constantly <laughs> doing things and saying things that are really off-putting and, um, um, you know, where I think Marty is, is frequently quite endearing and certainly seems to be that seems, you know, we don't go off into that canyon to find out what happened outside, you know, down that canyon. We're left with Marty. And we're left with Marty to find out about that kind of stuff, which is why those are the kinds of indications I think that Marty's supposed to be the main character. Um, and yeah, and his letter writing and the um, when he's taking a bath, it's like uh, he's the one off in a room that we're seeing, not, not, um, Ethan. Yeah, not Ethan. Exactly. Yeah, those are definitely main character moments. Those are not not things about the about uh, Ethan. Okay. So now, from an influence character perspective, um, who do we have as possible influence characters? Well, Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. The Reverend. And who? 
the ward bond character, the reverend? Um, She's saying the captain slash reverend. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks. It's really funny. I mean, Christian, and I can't understand you either. I think it's the voice, the love, the register of the voice. Um, so I'll try uh, to help. <laughs> right, right. Julie, Julie, and and the Nick seem to be quite easy to understand. Uh, sorry, it's my my end. I apologize. Um, the Reverend. Okay, so um, how is he um, a subjective character? How is it that he is? How is he a counterpoint to Marty's personal perspective? As opposed to just one of the other characters in the, you know, menagerie of characters we have in the, in the overall story. I mean, Ethan clearly is an, is, sees the world a completely different way than Marty does. So he, would, he could be the influence character. However, um, I don't think that the um, the that uh, the captain slash uh, or whatever is not not captain. Um, uh, whatever yeah. is I can't remember his name. I'm not sure what Sam. What, Sam, Captain Sam. Yeah, I think he's. I think almost all the other male characters are in the overall story. Even Mose. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Lori. But Lori is a candidate, but I think she's a main character. I think she's a foil for the main character. I don't know if you can hear me or not, Lori. Um, yeah, she she may she may she sort of pops in there occasionally, you know, a little bit, certainly in the ma main character moments. But I'm not, you know, so is it. L A U R I E, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Ethan seems to be certainly the the direct, you know, foil for Marty. And what what is the nature of the relationship between Marty and Ethan? I mean, it's a familial bond, but they kind of argue over it the whole time. Well, up until near the end. Right. Well, it is definitely it's family, and and you know, yeah. family as in all the complexities that family complex relationships that exist. You know, and Marty she, sees, Marty sees him as his uncle. Ethan says, "I'm not your uncle. I'm not sir. I'm just Ethan." You know, so. It's it's are we family or are we not family? Because, but it's all about. I mean, family. it's it's like uncle and nephew through adoption, right? Through the adoption part seems to be the point of conflict. It, Brian said it's like uncle and nephew through adoption, like that was the. Main yeah, part. I, I mean, I think that's the. Technically, but I think that the you know family covers that because there's yeah. yeah there's no blood because remember he was just the one who happened to find him. Um, but for Marty, you know Lori, uh, you know uh, all of the family of his family that gets killed or his sister. I mean they're all adopted family too. 
So he only has adopted family because the rest of his family was killed. I mean, you even see the connection again with, you know, with the scalps and, and Ethan basically telling, him, telling Marty that that's, that was your mother's scalp. You know, so it's like, again, you know, that, that back and forth between the two, it's all about family, you know, and that's something that he has special knowledge about. Ethan has special knowledge about, about Marty. And are, are we supposed to believe the story or, or not, or, or, you know what I mean? Maybe Julie, can you talk for me again? Are we supposed to believe the story or no? Are we supposed to believe the story? You mean the, the, about the about the scalp? Oh, absolutely. It was. I mean, I I don't think that was. Uh, Ethan doesn't lie. The whole Ethan thing's was, based on historical fact. I mean, but yeah, but Ethan doesn't <laughs> seem to lie at all ever, even when it might be convenient or politically correct or polite. He's pretty blunt and straightforward. So the fact that I don't think he would lie or say that then. Because you know, the first thought was that it was um, it was Marty's sister's hair, but it wasn't. It was his, it was his mother's. You know, and for Marty, it didn't make a difference because that 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 was Scar's problem. That wasn't his sister his sister's problem. You know, his sister didn't do that. It, it's just that there seems like there could have been a relationship between the brothers, the between um, the brother's sister. And Ethan, in the past, worth covering. Well, I, I guess, except we really just don't see the sister, except as a an object of you know to be rescued. You know, we get a couple of moments with her in there where where we basically see, oh yes, she recognizes them, but she says, "I'm not your sister. I'm with these are my family. Essentially, these are my people, not my family, but the, my these are my." my family, my people, you know, get out of here while you can. So, it, 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 you know, it is, the, there's, there's bits of family in the overall story, clearly, because these family members are going to search for other family members. Um, and not just, to, you know, not just one family. Um, because the sort of the, the boyfriend goes off and gets killed too, you know, so it involves other families. Uh, so let's move on and start answering some of the questions about Marty um, in the story. Of the <sighs> Pardon me. Bless, Bless you. you. <laughs> Thank you. <for> that. <laughs> All right. So main character resolve, change or steadfast, and how do we know? Does main characters, you know, um, change? Does Marty fundamentally change his worldview, or does he hold on to it and stay the course as a steadfast character? I think he's steadfast, and he holds on to it. I feel like the most obvious one is where he's like, you know, he's going to bring Debbie home alive, <laughs> and uh, I feel like over time. Uh, the IC catches on like, okay, fine. <laughs> okay, any, any other thoughts? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he's so, he's so steadfast that 
he's willing to put himself in front of his sister <laughs> to protect her life, even against, you know, Ethan. And then, yeah. and of course, if Ethan is the influence character, that would make him a change character. And how do we know that he, that, that Ethan has changed? <laughs> yeah, I think it's that exact thing where he decides not to kill her. That's the clearest thing to me. Um, when he picks more, her up. Yeah, but it's more than just, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm gonna take you home because you're family. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. You know, he picks her up and he, yeah. like he did when she was a child. The, in the very beginning, yeah, uh, and uh, he, you know, takes her and basically treats her like family again, and and you know, very unexpectedly, but you know, that's the way that's the way steadfast and that's the way influence characters tend to change is off screen, <laughs> and then you see the oh they've changed oh boy oh glad that happened, you know. <laughs> But you know, I, I would it's say there's also just a, a little bit of a of a sign of the change when when um, when Marty is about to go into the camp on his own. Um, we see Ethan actually give him a pat on the back, mm -hmm. um, and 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 it's even though he says it's it's your funeral. Um, <laughs> It's it's a different type of of uh, it's a different type of respect that that we're seeing from 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 before, right? Well, I think you know, you're seeing him being softened up, right? Right. It's yeah. not a it's not a an instantaneous change from zero to you know a hundred. It's a gradual change, but it's still you know when you take that last step, it's a hundred and eighty degree turn. So it just because you're trending that way does does not even remotely guarantee you're going to go all the way. And I would say that um, we see Marty grow in his steadfastness um, from the start where there, he realizes it, the first time when they're chasing the cows that, that perhaps um, um, his little sister is going to be threatened by what John Wayne is proposing to do. Um, but he sticks with the group and he, and he gets the group to go with him. But by the end, he's willing to do this all by himself and just go in there and, and handle it. So he's, he's grown stronger and, and more steadfast in his steadfastness. Well, but they should, they, they split up, they split up almost immediately. Remember the rest of the group goes off and they're going off a different direction. Marty's going off to home. So he's not going off with that other group. No, no, this is this is this is um, this is when they they have when, when there's talk about chasing the pony herds off. Oh, um, oh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It's, well, no, he definitely does grow. There's no question of it. Yeah. You know, over the five years he's he's uh, gone from you know I wouldn't say a kid. He's not never a kid, but. You know, a lot, very, you know, from coming in and just sort of, you know, uh, on the horse and dropping <laughs> off to being far more, you know, and and far less hot headed and a lot more, you know, um, thinking things <laughs> through. But he's still, he's you know, still that right. same direction. He's, he's there's no no doubt in his mind that he's going to go save his sister. 
as as Scar would say, he goes from he who follows <laughs> to he who leads. Mm -hmm. I think it's a he who follows to he who does it on his own. Does it on his own. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I don't think he was really leading. You know, there was no one following him. Um, but that's the whole point is that he's he's no longer needs to follow someone to do the things he already knows that he wants to do. He's, you know. He's, he has grown in that that resolve that he'll do it on his own if he has to, which is what him, you know, going into the camp to rescue his sister, you know, before the big climax. Um, that's, you know, that's exactly what that is. Um, okay, great. Main character approach, doer or beer? This would be, so does, is Marty's preference to resolve problems by um, doing things, by you know, changing the world around him to conform to what, what he wants, or is he more likely to um, uh, bring himself uh, into the, you know, to conform to the world around him? You know, he changed himself as opposed to changing the world, again, as a preference, not, not as a, an absolute, because the story may require something else. Anybody have a strong feeling one way or the other about Marty? I think he's a doer. Okay, and have some examples. Um, so like he, uh, well, he like charges off on horses. Um, you know, where he did, like disobeys the orders um, of Ethan and like just takes the horse off anyway. Um, he like, you know, right, he like, um, when, when he gets in a fight with Ethan, he's like, he threatens him with a knife. Like they, like he has to stop himself from coming to blows with him. Um, Martin, um, like he, he writes to, to his lover, he, Kisses his lover to show her that 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 he cares about her before he before he can really talk to her about it. Um, he just seems like a character that has to sit on his hands quite a bit um, to stop himself from from uh, doing it. There's a lot of like physical comedy. It seems like in the line too. I don't know how much of that you can hear, Chris. But, um, like he kicks his wife out of bed. Like his his quote unquote native wife. He kicked her out of bed. To, to try to get rid of her. Okay. Um, Everybody okay with that? Yeah, I think the also he when he does get in trouble, it's because he's not conforming. So that's also indicates that to me that he's having trouble adapting to his environment in some ways because he's trying to do he's doing what he wants. Right. No, I, I think that that I think that does sound really good, and especially if you look to Ethan, who doesn't necessarily have to be a beer, but you know, he's all about intimidation, and he's all you know. It's like I'm not going to do something just to get it done right now. I'm going to. It's got certain th things have to happen in the way they're going to happen, and I'm not. Gonna, and I will just, you know, I'm not going to try to rush it by doing something when it's really not going to be effective. Um, 
I'll, I will, I will sit, I, I will set things up and let, let my um, yes. subordinate sleep and worry about all that stuff. Meanwhile, I will take care of business, but I'll just be there and quiet. And if something happens, then I can take care of it. But, you know, so it's, he's definitely a lot more, um, uh, seems to be more in, an internalized character than, um, than Ethan. Ethan seems to be, you know, much mm -hmm. more of a, I'm just gonna go do it. You know, even after the horses, the horse has died, he's still carrying his stuff and running, you know, trying to get to, to the, the ranch before the, you know, the Indians. So he's, he's, you know, definitely seems to act. And then again, his, his, uh, his sister, he goes in and he, you know, sneaks in. That's the way he's going to handle it, as opposed to the way that um, waiting for other people and, you know, uh, they know that if, if, a whole group goes in, then they're going to kill her. So he, he's like, okay, I'm going to take care of that. Now that may be more of an overall story thing, but it is very much in line with his, his character. All right. And I can't remember the exact instance, but there was the whole uh, pre-wedding male fight. Um, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, who's yeah. going to marry Lori? <laughs> right. right. Well, he seems to get into also, a number of those those kinds of situations. Also, there's a when Martin is introduced when Ethan and Martin first meet at the at the uh, table, the dinner table. Um, Martin uh, or uh, Ethan, um, it, like immediately judges him for being a half breed or a partial breed, and um, Martin's response is to just like basically go sit down at the table um, as if to just like change, you know, the, the location that he is in the room. Um, well, but I, I, think, that was a, I think that's a really good illustration of Ethan more so than Martin yeah. because he's supposed to be eating dinner. So that was the spot he's supposed to eat. But Ethan, yeah. you see his reaction to, um, to uh, Marty coming in and sitting at the table, he doesn't get up and walk away or whatever. Because he, but you definitely know he disapproved. He, he's he's disapproving him of him. You know, it's like I'm not your uncle. Uh, you know, I just happen to be the one to find you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the other two really obvious beer moments for me for Ethan was when he doesn't tell Brad that Lucy is, that Lucy's dead, and he also doesn't tell um, Martin about Scar killing his mother until, you know, the last minute. Right. He's right. withholding information, which I think is a beer boundary. Right. There's no, right. It's, it's, these are things that he'll just, it's like, he just will, he'll take it and he'll process it and not push it off onto other people. To deal with. Yeah. That was, those are good. All right. Our main character problem solving style, linear or holistic. Is he, is he more of a, is Marty more of a, you know, straight line kind of person, you know, looking cause and effect, or is he someone who thinks more holistically looking for how things balance? I think he's linear. Um, uh, partly, I mean, it, it's funny because some things he doesn't know that he should know by the time he is where he's at. So um, as he's dealing with things as he goes, um, He's, deal he's doing that so much so that if he's missed something along the way, he's like really screwed when he gets there. 
Um, and then he also, his lover also is particularly like pissed off all the time because he's not looking to the future very far. It's like, just what's the next thing? Yeah. So she's I, just like, he definitely is a big indicator of how, how much he is not a holistic thinker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one letter <laughs> the entire time. He signs, oh, yeah, yeah. Both, signs it with both of his names, not just Mark. <laughs> you know, so. He reads yeah. really slow. Well, I don't think this, I don't think reading slow, I think that's just an education issue. But I think that the, you know, I think that was kind of what that, that was supposed to point out. But the, uh, him just, you know, head, hitting things head on, just like, cause and effect, you know, I think that that right. much seems to be descriptive of his problem solving style, you know, go right at it. Not thinking about sort of the larger effects it might have. Okay. Like, right. like, like, like not thinking about how the fire might be for something else other than keeping warm. Oh, right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Which is not just education, right? Like he might be bait, not sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, and you know, when you think of it, if if Ethan's not going to be there to stoke it up further, then he has to make it big so it'll last longer. Also, if it's bigger, it's brighter, and those who are looking into the flames are going to be blinded a little, have a little more night blindness by it. So they won't be able to see the, you know, because they'll probably be seeing from the silhouette of the Ethan, you know, asleep. Um, so I mean, a lot of those things. I was, it was really funny because I was watching. It's like, oh, okay, this is what he's doing. I had forgot. I'd seen this thirty years ago or something, twenty-five years ago. But um, it was. I was watching. I thought, oh, this is what he, this is really funny. And of course. Lula's uh, Marty has he doesn't have an idea at all what's being set up for. Mm -hmm. um, okay, now let's move over to the plot dynamics. So we're switching out of our main character, and now we're looking to the overall story and looking at the the um, the dynamics that control how the plot moves. So the, we have a story driver. So the question is, do actions drive decisions or decisions drive actions? And then give some examples. I'll go then. Uh, I think it's action. And the first example is the homestead attack, I think. And um, I guess the, I had trouble with the middle ones. There's just different battles that seem significant, but then the last one would be just them returning home with Debbie and just like carrying her in. It, I think the first one is, is actually Ethan returning home from the war. Oh, okay. And it's the prodigal's prodigal I, brother. Returning. Well, I, I'd say it's, I, I don't think that's it. I think, cause that's, you know, that's just sort of, setting it up but i think the minute that the uh what's the guy called the the minister the 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 pastor the sam clayton who's the captain is that it, is it right yeah. sam clayton yeah when when sam comes in and basically is there's you know there's a problem all the cattle were rustled i'm deputizing everybody we got to go out and find out what's going on i think the the attack on the cattle which of course 
was the necessary precursor to get everybody away from the house homesteads so that the homesteads themselves could be attacked. Um, but whether that is the precursor or not, one it's either that or it's when the the house they come back in the house the their their homestead is is uh, destroyed. The men are killed, and uh, the and except for the the girls and the girls have been taken. That's you know for a fact at a minimum. We're now in the story, whether that's the first act turn or if that's the inciting event. It seems closer to an inciting event, but it's again, it doesn't have to be a thing. It could be that whole from the moment they leave and then come back, that sort of sets up the, the rest that's of the story. So that's a whole action thing happening. Is that it that starts everything? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I, don't, I mean, I, I, I don't think that's correct because, like, if, I mean, like, it's this like the opening of this is like really similar to Star Wars, you know, like, um, do you know what I mean? Like that would be like saying like that when Luke finds out about his aunt and uncle dying, that that's like the first driver in Star Wars. Um, no, there's a big difference because you have the attack of the ship in Star uh, and the droids get when the decision right. send the droids off that happens at the beginning this you have a guy walk up to his house and they start having dinner i don't think that's an inciting event having them the dinner being interrupted by you know sam and and company to deputize everybody to take all the men folk and go out and and uh figure out where where the uh the cows are you know, that's a little more, that changes the course of the story because because they are gone, that allows the homestead to be attacked and everybody killed except for the girls. So, I mean, that event does change things. Remember, it's not just that's an action. Yes, him arriving is an action, but it doesn't change the course of the story. His, his arrival doesn't. Um, I I don't know. I I think his arrival does change the course of the story. So like I mean I don't agree with that. If he didn't arrive, what what would have been different? How would the moment when when Sam arrives with company? How would that have changed at all? So I, I mean if I, I mean would. I don't see uh, how the, the only difference is is that the, the only difference is is that the his brother would have gone instead of him. And so one less family member would have been dead, but it's still the same thing, same events would have happened. So that's why I don't think him being there is really relevant as far as the overall story is concerned. That's what we're talking about with the plot dynamics. No, I understand. I, I, I still, I mean, I, I understand your argument. I just, I, I still think that like, without a really strong protagonist like Ethan to drive the plot, I don't think you have a plot. Well, but you're saying you're saying if you if you get rid of that character, well then you would probably have it written differently. But the events, this isn't about the character. We're talking about events, so we're not talking about what the protagonist is doing. Somebody else would end up being the protagonist because the job would be available and it would be assigned to someone else, whether it was Marty or to uh, to Ethan's brother or to Sam. Who knows? But it's not this movie we saw. That's my point. The movie we saw, his arrival did not change anything. It set up for things to be changed, but it it was sort of 
you know, you, he needs to be there because he's the protagonist, but that's not a plot point. That's a character point. So what, what are some of the other places? It's kind of like Scar gets killed. Okay, that is a, an event, but it didn't stop the story because the story is about the kidnapping of, of uh, Lucy, uh, no, no, Lucy, yeah. Lucy and Debbie, yeah. Uh, Debbie, she's the youngest son. Yeah, Debbie. So, you know, Debbie's kidnapping and return, that's sort of, so you could say that the kidnapping is this is the inciting event and then they return at the very end, which like happens and then the end of, end of movie. Um, you know, those are clearly important events. Um, so another action would be uh, Moe's showing up and saying where the Indians are camped at uh, towards the end. Right. Yeah. That, that, that so forces the decision to go after the Indians. And, and yes, you know, it changes, it changes the direction of where they're, where they're going. Um, the, you know, one of the turns is that, um, I mean, one of the things happens is the, the, uh, what happens at, between, we'll see that's yeah. What happens so when De they, get a, they get attacked? Remember, they get attacked by, um, you know, they get bushwhacked, but he, but Ethan basically kills the attackers. What's the next? What happens right after that? Is that when they're going and they end up? She, he ends up getting a wife and all of that. No. So, so, so they lose the trail. Home. It's snowing, okay. and then the letter is read. That McCrory had bought saying, Go to Jim Jerem Futterman. Right. So and he has a calico hood dress. Right. So after the Futterman thing, what's the next thing that happened then? Well, there's a series of leads there that they follow there. There's the apron patch, the, the Mexican uh, pointing oh, towards that's, the Okay. Yeah. There's that. That's one of them. Obviously, the Federer is one of them. The, uh, the Mexican, where they, they see Mo again, that's another one. Um, and they see Scar, and they see Debbie. Uh, okay, so those, but each of those things changed sort of the direction of how things are going in the story and what decisions are made or not. Um, does everybody seem to be okay with it being action-driven? Or does anybody have a yeah. case for a decision? Yeah, I, think I mean, we've made a lot of points, whether or not, you know, we're, we're identifying exactly which one is not relevant to, what, to answering this question. But they all are action, action points, not decision points. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the fourth driver just is when Debbie is found in the in the tribe. Yeah, but that's not the not the closing event. No, there's no there's, there's I did the not the final drive, right between the, the third and fourth act, right? Did, would it be legal to uh, put forth? A concept that would John Wayne ever be in anything that wasn't action driven? <laughs> Is that a legal <laughs> one? Um, yeah, well, I think here, I think there are some ones, some where he's been in that have been, um, you know, where he played a, a more decision based. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, not, not an action movie. Uh, what's the one that we saw? I don't remember if it was an actual decision. Would be the Quiet movie. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of title gives it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I mean, that's where he is again. He's not 
the, I mean, he's a fighter though. Yeah. He was a fighter. And he throws the money away, you know? Right. But I mean, I don't know if that, I don't know that that's an action movie, action driven plot. Um, but so uh, who knows? Okay. So the story limit, obviously there's no time lock. There's clearly no time lock. We have no idea how long this thing is going to take and it ends up dragging, you know, over five years and five no, years clock, no, no ticking clock at all. Um, so as an, if there is an option lock, what are the options? Just leave her to the life that she has now. Um, no. I mean, remember, there's got to be several options, not a single option. Like, so like, there's be like searching with the posse of men to rescue or avenge, and then there'd be like searching with you know with or without martin and then there's like regrouping at home i think for the final signpost no I think, find, yeah. I think those are events but i don't think those are options i think that the any, anybody else because i have, I have is, it, yeah, is it like the different clues they have for where she is so like whatever their option is it's like well how close is it to getting debbie do, do they know where she is do they know where she's been recently do they have a piece of her dress i mean that's that, that's that's very close okay so first one is is she alive right okay. if are they going after somebody who's been killed or is she actually still alive then they find that out when they have the, the dresses, right? And then where is she? Then what condition is she in? Can we get her out? And then it's like when they, you know, they find her and they, but they can't get her out. And then is then the last is okay. How can we, you know, how we, we the last the thing that, that brings the crisis is okay. They know that we know who she is, so we now have to get, we now have to get her out of there before they decide they're going to kill her. So I mean, at that point, if, you know, it, wait, how is that? Well, if if the the army is about to come in and uh, attack Scar, right? Because they're, that's an event, though. right? But in order to save her, they have to rescue her before the army attacks the that uh, band of Comanches, because the moment that they're going to be attacked, yes. she's going to be killed immediately. So, sure. well, yeah, well, that yeah. just that just makes it you know much more important that 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 they basically that option is going to be taken away from them very quickly if they don't do something first. So, I mean, but but it's first is is she alive? Then you know, and they find out well, her sister isn't, but she still may be. Then. Oh, it looks like she may still she may be alive because there's some evidence that of a little girl's dress. Then you know, and and then they have this like really long period of time, and then they basically they are able to see that she's alive. And then I'm not sure if you would say this is one of the options, but just you know, just get like, does she want to come back or not? Because that seems like that the minute she says leave me, this is my family. One of those things that were possible just sort of seemed to shrivel up, but she's just gonna come with us or are we gonna have to get, take her? 
And, you know, she's not just a rescue. Um, and then that's why that sort of makes that last one. They're really either going to go in there and save her or get her out of there, sort of whether she likes it or not. But we already know she wants, she knows them. So it's not like they're foreigners, but it's, she's right in the, in Scar's tent um, or teepee or whatever it is. And that's, and so the last thing is, is get her out before the, you know, they get a, before the um, cavalry comes and attacks the, the uh, Comanche tribe in which she's a, you know, a, a prisoner or whatever. A, a, uh, a white woman that's part of their community. Patty Hearst. Yes, it's actually Patty Hearst. <laughs> Exactly. So, I mean, whether or not it's, it's spelled out as, as specifically as that, you know, each of the, each, if you look at the, those, the, those events that we see, those actors, they sort of are tied to the same things. You know, can we, we get, is she alive or not? Well, she, her sister's not, but it looks like she is. Then we find that there's evidence of her clothing and then there's, you know, then we actually hear about her. And then we go and we see her. And now the next thing, last thing is we, uh, we have to, you know, we have to rescue her. <laughs> That's about it. Because finding out that she's been heard of and then actually, because remember, Moe's seen her. So that, that was something that we not only know where, that she's alive and still alive, but that she's with that with the group who she's in. And then they go and see her and try to get her to leave, but she won't. So then it pretty much brings everything down to a, uh, a crisis point where we got to get her out before the uh, the army comes in and or the cavalry comes in and and they kill her before uh, we can re rescue her if we don't rescue her first. That's the climax, right? Doesn't the option lock trigger the climax? Doesn't the yeah. actual final fourth option trigger? Right. The well, climax? the other, I guess you know, the other part is if you want to throw the extra piece in, is is Ethan gonna? The, I think the climax is Ethan gonna kill her because <laughs> that's the last. That's the last option in the whole thing. Because even we, even though Marty might rescue her, Ethan might still kill her. Right. Right. And that's, that we don't know that until the very, very end that he's changed. So thank goodness that has already been resolved and it's not a problem. But we didn't know that. That was the, you know, the threat of that consequence. Whatever the consequence is going to be. But it definitely does appear, whichever way we look at it, it definitely does seem to have an option lock. Although it kind of is really mm -hmm. soft in the middle there. You know, there's a lot of traveling and not a lot of movement. Outcome, success or failure? Success. Because, how do we know? She's rescued. The happy music plays. The guys have the girls, except for Ethan. In the movie, she doesn't mind being rescued at the end. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't, in, in an outcome, success or failure, what she thinks about it is irrelevant. It's just that she's yeah, like, no. rescued, right? Yeah, However, she judgment, yeah, that, that's where that would come in, whether or not this is a voluntary thing or not. 
So uh, judgment, good or bad, and why? How do we know? Because they're still living and they succeeded in doing everything they wanted to do. Um, well, okay. Succeeding would be in success and failure, not in good or bad. And instead of just saying they, you have to be a little more specific. So is this, uh, what is, um, what imbalance or inequity is resolved and makes things feel like they're in balance again or they're good? The family's back together as much as possible. Yes, exactly. And, and Ethan is good with it and Marty's good with it and we're not so sure if Lucy's good. <laughs> I think I think at that point they had her be good. That's a weird beat. <laughs> not like the historical person it was taken from, but she definitely is good with it. Yeah. And Lu that was a weird beat where Lucy's prejudice pops up, wasn't it? Like, wow. Wait, you mean Debbie? Debbie, right? No, De no not Debbie. Yeah. Who's, who's the girlfriend? Who's oh, Lori. 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 Not Lucy. Lori. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Laurie's prejudice <laughs> popping up right before the climax. I the thought. big rescue. Yeah. yeah, even her mama would want it shot, want her shot in the head. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, isn't that a isn't that to tie that to um, the, the handoff, perhaps? Uh, maybe. I mean, that, yeah, yeah. It, it could. Um, it was just seemed to be on the thing is, it seemed really unexpected from that character because there wasn't any of that at all up to this point. And it's kind of like, we've had an entire movie about it. She was certainly, she wasn't, never seemed to be at all questioning um, rescuing, uh, you know, the rescue. She had a problem with the squaw, sure. That, but that makes perfect sense because that's, you know, her, her intended. But then at that last minute, when that popped up, that just seemed, it may be that they were trying to use her as an influence character in that moment. It just seemed kind of oddly odd for that character. It just sort of was like, oh, I mean. They were talking to the audience in the 50s because historically yeah. uh, they always were glad to get women were very precious in the West. And they were always glad to get women back. You know, so everybody was always happy to get women back. Yeah, but but, but Lori wasn't. Lori. I know that I'm saying this was a 50s concept, not a historically accurate oh, concept. This isn't, we're not talking about the history. Yeah. We're talking about the movie. Okay. In the huge the difference. Yeah, the character's kind of judgy though, right? She loses her, her um, composure quite a bit. So is right. it really that, really that, is it really like that, that far reaching for her to, to pop off like that? I don't know. Well, since she hadn't mentioned it the entire time, and he's been basically looking for her the entire time and spending all this time away from her because of this, <laughs> it just seemed like, okay, now you're now she's mentioning it? Now that the fact that they're gonna go be able to get her, now there she's saying that there's an issue here? It just seemed- I, think I mean, it's poor storytelling, but I don't know that it's, outside of the his character. Right? I think they did it because she does kind of fly off the handle and actually dramatic yeah. and, and diva-ish enough that like they had to do something 
that was punchier in that moment. Um, that makes, it, it, that makes more sense. Have, yeah, she didn't have anywhere else to go really because she'd already been pretty obnoxious. <laughs> right. It just seemed it just because it hadn't been there for it to sort of come out of her mouth at that moment just seemed noticeable. It was I was no it seemed to be noticeable as opposed to being natural. So anyway, that was just I was making that comment. All right, so let's um let's look at the uh domains and see if we can figure out how everything's aligned. Um, so we know that uh, Marty is a doer. So that means he's either gonna be in situation or activity. And that would put, um, that would put our influence character, Ethan, in either manipulation or fixed attitude. Uh, what do we, anybody have any ideas where the main character or the overall story might end up being or make an argument for for either or any of any of the domains can it I, was, be a fixed, can I have a question can it be a fixed attitude if they change an attitude or does it have to be the same attitude the whole time for what domain for which three main, main character i'm okay. just so if it's a if it's a main character and it's a change main character, then you would naturally go from a fixed attitude. Okay, good to so, know. But so so yes, you can do that as a you know a main as a change character. If you place a change character in a domain like that, then yes, you could. Thank you for the overall story. No. <laughs> so anybody, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah. Julie, did you want to go or? Well, I was thinking, I don't, I think um, I turned myself around here, but but I was thinking it was an activity just simply because it's a, you know, like a war between the two, you know, between cowboys and Indians, basically, or cowboys and Native Americans. So I don't know. Um, so can they're obtaining, I was thinking, okay, you know, they're trying to get Debbie. But so, so if that if if the overall story is an activity, then that would mean our main character's situation. How do you see that? That's where I think I got turned around. Um, I was I'm still learning where the dynamic pairs go automatically. Oh, dynamic so pairs thought, are always diagonals. They're okay. Diagonals. So that. So the MC I thought was diagonal to the OS, but that's not. No, 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 no. no. The, the OS. So I, yeah, I mapped this out wrong. Yeah, so the OS and the relationship are one dynamic pair, and the main character and influence character are the other dynamic okay. pair. So if the main okay. character was situation, that would put um, the influence character in fixed attitude and vice versa. Or if the main character was an activity, then the influence character would be in manipulation or psychology. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I would need help then okay. on the MC. So if 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 we look as between the main character and the influence character, and we're given a situation and fixed attitude, Ethan seems to lend himself very well to having a fixed attitude and biases um, and prejudices, um, and and as far as uh, Marty for being in a situation 
well, he's an orphan. He's the uh, part Cherokee white kid. Um, so he's got some special status going on um, that seems to cause him some conflict, um, mostly with Ethan, but also uh, you, you can see that there was some prejudice against him um, at the battle of the two men fighting at the marriage where McCrory says, yeah, I wonder if there was more about that squaw story than what you were telling. Um, and, and, and I felt he was alluding to the fact that, that, uh, um, that he has some Indian blood. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that those, that pairing feels pretty strong, especially, you know, with, as you say, with regard to Ethan, but also in terms of, yeah, all the rest of his family was just killed except for, um, his little sister. So yeah, that does that 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 does put him in a precarious you know situation because if she dies or is you know no longer his sister, that does make him a complete orphan. And you see that problem you know that come up in the in the argument between the two when um, Ethan is making out his last will and testament. You know, since he doesn't have any blood, and you know, and of course. <laughs> You, you know, she is his blood. And she, you know, she's Debbie's his blood, and and uh, they're getting that sort of not verbal fight over that. I don't want any of that. Because you know, it's like because he was sort of disinheriting Debbie uh, because she yeah. turned Cherokee Comanche. Uh, yeah. So I, that that is the which would then put our overall story in activity, which Julie, you were talking about that. And then the relationship between the two in um, psychology. And I think, you know, from the very first interaction about their relationship, you know, well, I just happened to find him that to him trying to tell um, Marty to, you know, not run off, but, rest the horses and it's like, ah, and then, you know, <laughs> you know, you just see the tug of war between them, uh, tug of wills almost um, between the two of them. Um, and lots of, you know, uh, does, you know, manipulation to keep, you know, Marty as bait. I mean, you just see, exactly. you know, Ethan just does seem to, uh, even with the squaw, the, <laughs> you know, yeah. it does, even though he he completely understands Comanche, he does nothing he to help him at all with that, <laughs> and sort of doesn't and doesn't tell him until like it's really late in the really far into it what he's done. Um, that you know, it's 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 pretty amusing, and he's always so yeah. It's like Maya, what a beautiful blanket you just found. Yes. Or traded for. <laughs> right. <laughs> Knowing full well that he's just got himself a, a Cherokee wife. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you should be like, I, I have two blankets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does that sound does that seem to sit well with everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Jim, you're being quiet. He's bored. 
It's so boring. We're going too slowly. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see it, so I'm just listening. Ah, oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. So I will put our main character here. Uh, you should see it. It's actually, it holds up pretty well. I, I was surprised. I hate, I really don't like Westerns. Um, I thought this one was pretty good. I really don't. I don't like Westerns at all. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. <laughs> um, well, this influenced so many movies, though, so it seemed like really a valuable movie to see, even with all the... I was struggling with... Yeah, I was struggling with the stereotypes, and then I started to look up info on it, and I found that the Native Americans, when they had roles, when they, whenever they had their dialogue, they were just like completely just like trolling the directors, like <laughs> saying kind of stuff yeah, yeah. that like they shouldn't. Um, oh, that's funny. Which I can't, pro I shouldn't probably even say on here, but it was really funny, and I'm like, okay, this movie just got ten times better for me <laughs> in terms of. Because part of me was just like, ah, oh, this my progressive beliefs or whatever. Like, um, there's so yeah, there's so many stereotypes. I don't know if I could watch this. And then that was happening, and it felt like there was somebody in there fighting the good fight. <laughs> oh, it, it also gives it also gives a whole new meaning to Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh yeah, there's so many, there's, yeah, so, there's so many shots. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh yeah, the mirroring of it. Yeah. Okay, um, let's see. Now let's get down to the, uh, the, to the concerns. Um, now you had spoken about obtaining. Is there any particular reason why you chose obtaining versus um, doing? Or, well, that- Yeah, I mean, I mean, it caught my eye immediately because they're literally trying to go after Debbie and get her. So that was in the, I had worked that out in my mind as the goal. So um, for the OS, it just seemed really obvious, but I also um, am still learning about these layers down in the chart, so. Mm -hmm. um, well, you, you, I mean, anybody else have, if you did that, that, may, that would put Marty in the future um, Ethan would be in innermost desires and then changing one's nature would be the relationship, which, um, I think all four of those resonate pretty well, particularly Ethan in innermost desires, you know, his absolute yeah. hatred. He just, he's just like, hate, 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 hate. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we don't know exactly where that comes from. Except for the fact that he's, well, I guess his, uh, I mean, he's been seeing this. Well, he's, you know, he's been part, he was originally in the, um, you know, the, the Confederate. And as far as he's concerned, you know, he never turned in his saber, never turned in his, his attitude about, you know, them being the, on, on the right. Um, and then, and it's sort of bitter about that. And of course he knows about, uh, it seemed like there was some history between Marty's mother and him that he would be able to recognize her hair. You know, they just seemed like there's something, something there that they just don't even, they just don't even go about, but he, he knows, seemed to know all about Marty and Marty's family and, and the Comanches that, that uh, killed his family. 
So yeah, he's got this long hatred burning there. And that seems to be very strong in, in innermost desires. Um, I'll just add that it, it, his own mother was killed by the Comanches also. That's the grave. That's grandma's grave that the little uh, girl's at. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean where that's where that's where Debbie is, where she gets uh, picked that's up? where she gets found by Scar. Yeah. Uh, okay. What are you talking about? Well, that's that's fear Debbie. Debbie's and grandparents Debbie. are his his parents. Right. Remember, it's his brother. Okay. He's the uncle to Debbie. It's brothers. It's his brother's homestead, and right. so Ethan Ethan's parents were killed. Uh, Nick is saying Ethan's parents were killed by the Comanches. That's what the gravestone is. actually says. Here lies oh, Mary oh, something yeah. Edwards, killed, killed by, by the Comanches. Oh, <laughs> and, it gives the, and it gives the date. <laughs> Which scene are you talking about, Nick? What, what point in the film is that? When That's at Debbie the very start, yeah, where, where, where the Indian finds the little girl in the graveyard. She was supposed to be hiding behind the gravestone. Okay, but that, you said Debbie, right? Isn't that Lucy in the story? No, Lucy's her older sister. No. Lucy's the older sister. Lucy's Debbie's the one that they find out. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. I, yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah. Okay, so you're talking Lucy, about when Scar... Lucy's the blonde, the Natalie Wood is Debbie. Yeah. So it's when Scar blows the horn, right? Nick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't even bother reading the. That's funny. That was kind of an yeah, important point, and it would make a. It does really help with Ethan, uh, sort of why where that that hatred, especially if it was probably who knows it might have been Scar, then too, but it didn't matter. But it was Comanche, so yeah. Um, probably wasn't Scar, but he would have been. Or he'd been very much younger. So uh, then that would put changing one's nature over in um, manipulation in the relationship, which is really good because the two of them are arguing about loose about um, Debbie, you know, sort of like she's no longer she's no longer uh, white. She's now a Comanche. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that whole that whole argument between the two of them. Uh, you know, and she's no longer family because she's now Comanche. Uh, she's Indian, so she's you know subhuman or whatever. Um, and Marty is on the other side now. She's my sister. So yeah, that fits really nicely. Yeah, well, it's like a true double standard because like it's almost like you can lose your whiteness, but you can't gain it. Right. You know well, because yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Gee, what a surprise. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like with it's like um, Obama. Why isn't he a white man? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> He's just as much a white man as he is a black man. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's 100% white and then everything else. Um, all right. So, uh, and then the future for Marty, I mean, I think it's, yeah, if you're looking at his situation domain is, you know, is he's an orphan. And then he has this adopted family. And if she's gone, then he's all alone in the future. Right. Yeah. So. But also in his through in his through line, he's he's like um, not getting married to there's always Laura. something 
yeah, it's, it's, yeah. put it off, put it off until that later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that works too. Delay, delay, delay. Right. Um, right. Delay, delay, delay. Right. That's right in there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, everybody okay with the that that uh, the, the settings? Yeah, I would. I would just add that uh, on, on obtaining as far as other folks, because I always like the OS to have other folks too. Um, yes. We have concerns about oh, losing, um, such as yeah. losing the cattle. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, we we actually have the the Jerem Fut <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Futterman um, trying to get the money um, right. wrongfully. Um, so there's other instances of of obtaining and losing um, with the other cast members. Yeah. Well, yes. Did, what did you already say? Getting the like um, the the whole marriage thing where they're I can't remember the character's name, but. Oh, so the, oh the guitar right, right. He wants wife, right? The other so love interest, right? The other, yeah. Um, Sorry, uh, winning her uh, over. Yeah, there's one other change. You know, yeah, no. So I, that's good. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate uh, expanding that out beyond the, the core characters. Um, and then you know, obviously, loss of families. You know, loss uh, constant, and and even Mo, you know, Mo's saying, you know, I want a, a roof over my head and a rocking chair by the fire, which is the example we used to use <laughs> in our uh, video samples for our obtaining. It's like I didn't, you know, it's like I'm not sure if this is an obtaining story. Well, I guess it is, but um, it was a really good illustration of a goal of obtaining. Uh, all right, so now let's then move into. Um, do we want to go, let's go over the overall story and look in, in here. So we've got our, uh, within obtaining, we have approach, attitude, self-interest, and morality. Um, and in, in approach, we have consider, reconsider, logic, feeling, in self-interest, pursue, avoid, control, uncontrolled, Morality, faith, disbelief, conscience, temptation, attitude. We have support, oppose, help, and hinder. Any any of those sets, uh, uh, groups of um, elements, or the particular issue above it, fit for the overall story better, or any pair of them. I mean, I have a preference, but someone else want to go first, or? You want to I mean, I have it circled. I have self-interest circled. The pursuit and avoid, I think, was okay. part of it. And um, what? What are okay. you Um, it, I didn't go very deep with it, so I think it was mostly like they're, you know, trying to pursue uh, getting Debbie back, um, avoid getting killed. Things are, um they're trying to set situations up so that they can control them, but there's some of them are really uncontrolled. Some of them are controlled. Um, yeah. I'm not, as we go deeper into these, I'm not sure how they all apply as well. Um, in this, in this, in this context, control could be captured. Uncontrolled could be freed. Uh, I mean, that would, okay. that would be a way to, if you're going to, I mean, that would be a way that you could read that in this particular example. Um, okay. 
I'm not saying that this is it, but that would be a way to make it fit and and fit in a natural way, not not forcing it. Okay, thank you. Chris, when we're making arguments at this level, do we, can we go all the way down to the elements, or do we need to stay at the the variation? You can you can use those as your justification for the issue. Okay. Because again, they all come together. It's just that this, it, it's a lot, sometimes it's easier to look at them together okay. than yeah, to, okay. because sometimes, okay. I mean, there may be self-interest might be really clear, but not the elements or morality might be really clear, but not the elements or the elements might be really clear, but the issue isn't because it, it's not really described as much, yeah. you know? So that's why it depends on the, on the example that we're, or the analysis that you're doing, because okay they're not all explored evenly in every work, you know, any thoughts on, on, on yeah. this example? Yeah. So like, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like when Brad um, goes and rushes the, the Comanche after he um, finds out that, um, that, that he what? Oh, Brad, Brad, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you know, he just like basically like like suicide. He suicide rushes the he like you know death by <laughs> confronting one's enemy. Death by Comanche, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like like that doesn't seem to me to be like really focused on self interest unless his self interest is that he wants to die. But I mean, well, again, if you're looking at no, so. You can don't try to use self-interest as a way to, you know, you're going to see examples of self-interest, which may or may not be explored in terms of the character elements, you know, the elements at the bottom. Um, when you're talking about the thematics, that's what self-interest is. So look, you know, are you doing this? Why is like, why is Ethan doing this? Why or why is the, the Confederate, um, ex-Confederate soldier doing this? Uh, why is the the yeah. stepbrother doing this? Why are the other characters doing this? You know, that's where you would look at self-interest versus morality and say, okay, does that make more sense of an argument that they're making versus attitude or approach? Are attitude or approach, you know, something that are focused a lot on or are they secondary to looking what's good for you and with versus what's good for everybody. I mean, self-interest, you know, why are they going out? Why you got the, the, um, I think the guy who's raising cows at the very beginning, you know, maybe I should, you know, raise hogs next time is that you never have people sneaking those off in the middle of the night, um, you know, without a noise. Uh, the guys who are, you know, going are attacking um, uh, Ethan and Marty to get the money. You know, that's because their their own self interest. I mean, the whole haggling. You know, I'll give you the uh, the reward. Well, my time's worth something. Is you know, again, it's all sort of a lot of focus on self interest in that. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see that those supporting attitude too, though. I mean, right. I so, mean, I, I, did you have? Are you? Well, no, no. That's not. That's not the way to do it. You don't pick and choose elements 
that are separate from that. That's because in the main character, it's a straight drill down. So if you pick self-interest, you get the elements that are with underneath self-interest. You don't get, I mean, you get all of them, but as a, for a problem, solution, symptom, and response, they're going to be the, the set that are immediately underneath it. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I see more. Yeah. It's a big attitude, then you're going to get support, oppose, help, and hinder. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, that's it. So did, did you have something, were you, did you have something alternative to the self-interest one or are you? Yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, I mean, I like attitude and help and hinder and support and oppose better, but I'm not sure which arguments to use to what do support you, the, you, the case of the story. So, so, I mean, can you explain how attitude, where, where attitude is uh, explored thematically or how those elements are explored and as a problem solution symptom or response or any one of any of that using examples from the movie yeah i mean like i feel like ethan um shows up in the overall story as as kind of a like a, a bully's the wrong word but like you know that sort of hindering don't don't pick ethan don't don't even think of it as Ethan. You've got to think of it as the 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 uncle or the um, you know because Ethan has his own set and it's going to have part part and parcel of some of this too. So don't think of it as Ethan. You know uh, the the rescuer, the rest. You know the the whatever. But don't think of it by his name because the minute you do that, you get subjective and that's the wrong uh, lens through which through which to examine it. That's why. You know, looking at Brad, that's yeah, a good so, okay. He says Brad because he's okay. a an objective character only. It's really easy to to you know say, well, this you know this character or you know um, Debbie even. You know, how does Debbie fit into that? Because they're they're objective characters. They're not seen subjectively at all. Um, I mean, I think you have. Um... I mean, so like a lot, there's the all volunteer army. Um, yeah, uh, that seems like either support or help. Um, but but just because they're all volunteer, I, that doesn't mean anything. I just need remember, and the, and it's really not volunteer. <laughs> if you recall, <laughs> they were they were basically conscripted for free. So it, it was pretty involuntary and um, they were not getting paid anything. So it's, so just, be, you know, just be careful to, to uh, you know, treat it like the way it is in the movie. They said volunteer. Okay. But yeah, I, mean, I guess I'm not sure what you're, what you're looking for in terms of, uh, in terms of evidence for that. So like, I mean, I think the other one, the other three lines I think are a lot easier. But from well, we want to go, we want to go with as easy as possible. Um, and we can, you know, we'll look to our main character too. So uh, did anybody else, uh, Nick, did you have any thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I sort of lean towards approach myself. It okay. seemed like, um, uh, like, like there was, an ongoing dispute between what what the the Reverend Clayton's um, Samuel Clayton 
his approach versus the approach that say that that the army was going to have or the approach that that um uh ethan was going to have towards going towards the comanches um it seemed like there was a a a the way that we saw approach being used when McCrory was a courting with 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 the boiled sweets and and the letter and um, Ma and Pa were all about encouraging this letter's got to be read out loud um, and why don't you sit a spell because our daughter's growing older by the minute um, and and Lori clearly didn't like that approach and wanted to go private um, with all of that. Um, the, um, uh, I, I guess there was a standoff at, at the start on the approach um, towards inquiring whether or not there was something behind this fresh money that, that was given um, uh, because the issue was raised by, by um, brother Aaron and, and then um, uh, uh uh, Ethan came on kind of strong and and Aaron backed off and and said okay well this is not a problem um, the um, but I would I would argue with that particular example is that okay that's that only followed when he's basically saying well you know essentially you know you, you can't just be here for free and he's like I'm not gonna freeload here here I'll, here's this money and here's that money, you know, so that, I mean, to me, right. that's where the conflict came between them was over, you know, you expected just sort of freeload off of us, even though it was his brother, it was, he was hinting at it and, and Ethan immediately responded that way. You know, <laughs> um, and, and then we have the overall dynamic of the approach of the Indians throughout this whole thing versus the approach of, of the settlers to the Indians. Um, and, and, um, they seem to have different approaches towards keeping or holding the land. Um, and, and what, what's the difference in the attitude and the approach there? Like, uh, and approach is more of your method. Atti mm -hmm. Attitude is more the, um, the, uh, Sort of the, the the mental approach, <laughs> the, you know, the physical and the mental. Yeah. So that's that's kind of, I mean, as a broadly, you know, demeanor, outlook, attitude, and you know, methodology or approach. Um, so so I mean, like you have like two different civilizations or two different um, groups of people there. So is it that their approaches are different or is it their attitude towards one another is, you know, it seems like this whole story is are based around like revenge going back and forth. Like, cause isn't the whole thing that kicks, the, kicks off the, the um, backstory, like Scar, I can't remember who kills Scar's kids, but isn't that why Scar is attacking the, the um, stealing the ox or the uh, cow in the that's first place? Why, that's why he's scalping. That's why he's collecting scalps. Yeah. So he's getting revenge, right? Yeah, he's been getting revenge, obviously, for a very long time because he did it with uh, yeah. Hardy's uh, mom. Right. Okay. So, 
because um, I see a lot of the approach stuff that Nick's talking about too. It just seems it just seems like it's almost like um, secondary to the the um, the revenge component, um, which seems like their their attitude towards one another. Like even when um, Mo is is scolding um, Marty for not obeying his, you know, he's like, well, next time you're gonna listen to your uncle Marty and, and do as he says. Yeah, so that's, that's a pro. That's okay. that's family. That's subjective story. That's relationship. That would not be here. I mean, even when he says Uncle Marty or Uncle yeah, Uncle Ethan or whatnot, you know. Oh, wait, who are you talking about, Uncle Marty? No, no. So you know, so Mo Mo says this. So so they're they're oh, when you're writing Uncle comma Marty, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but it's also because um, Ethan's in charge of the the posse at that point. It's not just because of the subjective story, right? He's no, no, he's no. A, I was I thought you were I was mistaken. Yeah. Who oh, okay. you're saying was saying that? Um, let's do one thing. Let's move over to main character and see if we if anything is more gelling over here, because we have two real you know pretty diverse yeah. directions we're going. So with the main character, we have openness, delay, choice, or preconception. And um, under openness, we have consider, faith, disbelief, reconsider. Under delay, we have pursue, avoid, support, oppose. Under choice, we have logic, feeling, conscience, and temptation. And under preconception, we have control, uncontrolled, help, and hinder. So in this, I have an agreement for if you want. Pardon? Sorry, I said this. I have an argument for it. It's hopefully better. I'll make it. Okay. So I mean, like the, um, so so the future uh, for uh, Ethan is to this, you know this have is a Marty. This is Marty. Sorry, sorry Marty. The future Marty. for Marty. Is to, yep, yep. The future for Marty is to have a family. Get you know, be with his lover Lucy or uh, Lori. Have character names. Um, and he seems to like delay that at every chance that he can. He also seems, so he, and that seems tied to the fact that he is, uh, you know, an orphan and, and having, um, you know, issues around, um, you know, being accepted and having his family, uh, gone. And I see him as constantly trying to pursue, uh, uh, what's your, pursue Debbie, which is his, you know, sister through adoption, um, because he feels that that he doesn't have a future without um, bringing his family back together, or doing the best and he can you, to. You see that them. as the. You see that as the. He's a steadfast character. So do you see that as his motivation? Or yes. Do you, see that as, right. do you see that as okay, not as as. Not the thing that's, do you see that the thing is motivating him or do you think, see that as what he's actually sees that he's trying to achieve? In other words, is it no, I, I not conscious or is it something that's not, you know, that he's not really that aware of? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he, he um, I mean, he definitely like verbally says like that he wants to stop Ethan from, it's almost like he thinks he's the only person that can stop Ethan from killing Debbie and possibly saving her life instead. 
Okay. So, um, so he's right, seeing, but I, so, so he's he's seeing both of these directly, right? He sees these. These are things um, he's um, doing, avoiding. He sees in front of him, right? Well, I, mean, I think it's more like him supporting it, though, right? It's like his his efforts seem much more in, indirect, like when he when it comes to he's not like he, he there's the one scene where he gets in the middle of ethan and um and debbie but like even in the end he's he's standing off to the side watching what what the two are going to do well yeah okay but that's 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 a, a a that's not a main character moment that's a overall story but also that's because ethan is basically ridden on a horse past him while he was running to try to stand in front of him so that's that was not a well, but it, well, my, my wait, question well, to you my question to you was this yeah. though the difference between for a steadfast yeah. character they're not going to really be seeing their motivation it's just going to be the thing that drives them but they will be they will be seeing in front of them something that they think is a problem and this something they believe is the solution so they'll they'll be a dynamic pair like pursue avoid that yeah. if, it's, if it's a symptom response whichever one is which that's going to be right in front of him as opposed yeah, to whatever is hidden whatever is actually driving him yeah so i think that he's you know what's what he says is driving him is that he wants to it's like opposing ethan it's like stopping him from okay so that yeah. would be the symptom that would be the symptom yeah. for him which would be what he thinks is the problem for him is effectively that's what he sees as the problem. So just to just to make the point. So this would be the symptom. This would be the response. Meaning, if you asked Marty, what's causing trouble? He's saying, um, "Well, this is in his personal life." Well, but that that's not what I'm arguing. But yeah. Well, then what are you arguing? Well, I, I guess. Um, I guess the problem I'm having is like, even when he's, he's, uh, I mean, I, I think that, I mean, I really feel like his response is to, is to oppose. I feel like the symptom is support. Oh, okay. Wait, no, you can't have a symptom of support and a response of avoid. Sorry, those don't work no, together. No, you no, no, I, I don't, but I'm not arguing avoid. So if this if the symptom is if the response is avoid then the then the symptom is pursue. Yeah, no, I I know I'm not I'm not arguing for avoid to be the response. Okay, I, that's why I was you and I tried yeah. it as the symptom and that doesn't. So you're saying that that's the drive? No, okay. I'm saying that oppose would be the symptom. I mean, sorry, oppose would be the response. Because that's what he, that's what he's aware of. He's saying, you know, hey, my response has to be that I have to go in and stop stop Ethan from doing something really bad to Debbie. Okay. Now, what about in his, in his own life? Because this is you're you're focusing on the overall story, and this is not an overall story issue. We're looking at the main character's personal stuff. So that's. I mean, delay is definitely yeah. a main character issue. I mean, because I mean, Laurie is, you know, um, constantly on him about the delays, you know, and um, yep. 
So I see that, that seems to be pretty clear and, and a lot more than well, preconception maybe, but not, I mean, I could see them having made that, but they really did, they don't, they don't make that. Right. So if we make this, let's just say this is the main character issue. All right, so this will narrow us down. Let's look at where we are with Ethan on this then. So with Ethan, we have two possible um, <laughs> thematic issues. Hope, a desired future that falls within reasonable expectations or denial, the refusal to admit to oneself or others that a previously held view is no longer true. Um, and then we have closure and dream. Dream definitely didn't see, not, not seem to be the one. Uh, closure, maybe. Maybe, but I'm more denial, I think. Anybody because, else? Well, well, denial. <clears throat> this is for this is we're talking about Ethan now. Yeah, denial. I mean, he does deny, and then at the end, he finds closure. The same. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm not sure it quite works that way, but um, the question is, is that... So if you wanted one example of denial, it's certainly his, his, his keeping his oath and the Confederacy isn't dead and, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, it just keeps going on. Um, so he's going to deny that there was really a loss. The South didn't lose the war. Um, he oh, didn't actually, even go to the surrender. Actually, okay. No, we, this has us, I'm sorry, we have chosen the issue as hope. It's the elements that would be, that we're looking at here. By making the other choice, the issue is hope. Oh, or, oh, which is a desired future that falls okay. within reasonable expectation. Does that ring true for you? Yeah, because yeah, his reasonable expectation is... Uh, that he can, he can get her out of her hell. Yeah. Well, or that it, or that, or, or, or just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you say it that way. Yeah. That's pretty well, he'd end her hell. Yeah. He considers her being, he can, he can rescue her from her hell, whether that means through execution or through rescue, either of them would be satisfactory to him, at least most of the movie. Right. Yeah. Does that seem... Okay. All right. Yeah, but I think so the, the um, question is, Nick, where, where are the elements then? So is, are we in logic, feeling, control, and uncontrolled? Or conscious, temptation, help, and hinder? I mean, I think Nick's, Nick's argument that he just made would kind of be like the hinder. Is that right, Nick? Like, would, they, would you agree with that? Um, take what you said about denial, but apply it to hinder. I'm sorry, you'll have to say that again. I didn't hear you. Okay. Well, your argument was, um, I can't remember what your argument was now, but you had made it for denial, but was it really maybe for hinder as the... Um, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure on, on that he's trying to hinder the troops or <coughs> hinder the U.S. or... Um, hinder as is as as what? He just seems like a very like hard you know hard man who. 
Well, if he's a hard man, I would see the control and uncontrolled more applying to him. I mean, if you look at if you look at the kinds of things he's, you remember he's really angry. That's the innermost desires, right? Yeah, right. And we have him. He's angry, but he there there's an he thinks that things might be able to we can get things into a place where there's a reasonable expectation that it'll work out um, to whatever that expectation might be. Now the question is, is it, is it, I mean, you can, I, I see elements of con, conscience and temptation with him. Uh, yeah, oh, right, yeah. You know, that the don't take the easy way out, you know, if you right. do that, that's, you know, running off, that's the easy way, but you really need to sit, to take, do, you know, follow your conscience, do what you know is right, take the time, rest the horses, feed them some grain, you'll get there faster. I mean, that, that is very much a kind of Ethan sort of way of seeing how to do things. Isn't um, he also tempt, like tempt, like tempted to just put her out of her misery? No, like, I think I think that he sees that that's the that's the you know he uses his conscience. So, so, like, but 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 you're going back to denial, and we're in hope, aren't we? No, we're the elements we have. Oh, okay, can be in. Yeah. in we, remember, we're in the uh, influence character, so they get skewed. Okay. Oh. Uh, so we they can be in either in the under denial or the ones that are under hope. Um, I mean, it, it, to me, it, it's what it sounds like is that you know he sees temptation as a problem and that conscience is the way to go. I think that would be the symptom and response. I don't think either one of those yeah. are where, where his problem is. And if we said temptation is this, oh, okay, well that's. Good. Yeah, I'm glad we saw that. Thought that that was symptom response because those are the only. They can't be the problem now. So that would be the problem. Then he would see he's being hindered, meaning either he's being hindered, which of course he he's constantly okay. anything is yeah. hindering him, like he has to bring on Marty or whatever. That she just really gets irritated. Um, and I think yeah. that 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 works well for him. And then conscience being, you know, he sees what he's doing, what killing his daughter, his his um his niece, as being sort of that's the right thing to do. You know, it's it's uh, it's the proper thing to be done. So it's a mercy killing from his right, point of view. exactly, right. That, yeah. that's precisely, it's not that's something the, that's the easy way out by any means. But he's doing what needs to be done as opposed to you know what he'd like to have done. Um, so when, so when, you know, hindered undermining another's efforts, so when he feels that his efforts are being undermined, that's what really just riles him. That's what pisses him off. Yeah. That's I don't think he's trying to do that for other, although I, that's, I guess, where his humor comes from, where he sees that in others. I think that's where he finds funny, like when, um, uh, with, uh, uh, Marty, but so well, when he said, so when he says like that'll be the day, yeah, that's the same thing, right? I think so. Yeah. So let me yeah. just see where we are in our story forms, so we can at least we can look at it. All right. So we're really down to one. Um, oh, which is interesting that we've kind of come out of this direction. Let's see where we. So we have 
for our overall story, problem tender, solution of help, uh, and attitude is where that came in. Attitude, which is unexpected. Um, the, but if you look at the relationship, the sure. issue in the relationship, Chris. So the obligation, you know, when they have the the fight over um, the will, mm -hmm. and it's almost like, um, you know, he. Uh, it's it's almost as if it, it's as if they're fighting over the obligation of who gets the estate or not, right? Or, or yeah, but also who is going to get um, uh, who can relieve the sort of uh, burden that they're both carrying about Debbie? Like they both feel obligated to to one another, even even though like they both have, or they they both have excuses, I guess in a way, like because um, Ethan doesn't really see uh, Martin uh, as a full family member until later. Like even, even then it's almost like he's doing it out of obligation because he has no one left to, to give it to. What's interesting uh, thematic, yeah, I agree. What's interesting, okay. if you look here, the influence character unique ability is closure, which of course is perfect. You know, yes. he's the one yeah. that can, he is the only one that can, you know, that'll force the main character but that to get things to end up properly and his critical flaw is commitment because he's made a commitment to get to killing her. And yeah. that uh, undermines, yes. <laughs> undermines yes. his effectiveness on Marty. <laughs> right. I think those. Two yeah. And then, Oh, and then the benchmark of memories, like at the very end, he like sees her and remembers like, you know, that they're kin and really family. Yeah, that's what turns it. It stays his hand. Mm -hmm. And then you've got over here, Marty's unique ability is his openness. You know, I think that the fact that he he's, you know, very open um, to, you know, the fact that, hey, maybe, you know, she can, she she's accept, I'll accept her. I mean, I'm open, you know, to whatever she is. It, but his self-interest, I think this is where he <laughs> runs into his yeah. conflict with Lori, you know, that yeah. particularly. And, um, and you know, that's what gets him sort of burdened with, you know, the squaw. Um, and he's like, oh, you know, suddenly this thing he was trying to do and then he can't deal with it. And benchmark of the past, of course, that's his mother his family his being everything being you know his family being killed that's always juxtaposed well, against his, his step family also mostly being killed well and, and lori lori is from his past so she seems like a way to measure his progress like whether right right like how pissed off she is and, right and they go oh, and they've been loved like they've been dating since they were three right oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, um, and you see with the main character, a problem of avoidance, uh, you know, I think that's, that sounds, you know, basically he doesn't, he doesn't deal with things, you know, he's avoiding, you know, like avoiding tell, you know, he doesn't tell Laurie what he, you know, he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't go after the things. Ultimately, you know, if he only decided to pursue Lori, or that would immediately resolve that problem of that part of his life, or you know, in his personal life, he started pursuing things, then 
if that would that would resolve any conflicts that grew out of avoiding like Laurie. But that's not that's he's not going to change. And so he sees the problem as being, you know, opposed um, when those are either he's a he's his opposition. I think it's probably more people oppose him or he sees people oppose and, he, and his natural response are, is to um, support, you know, to look at the sort of look at the bright side. You know, um, it, it, like if Ethan's um, or someone says something bad about someone, he's going to turn around and be supportive. We, we could, I'm having trouble understanding this part, Crystal. Like, because um, I'm, I'm about examples. Can, can we can we try? Well, I mean, so avoid. What if we well, have it okay. backwards? Can we switch the? Well, hold on a second. Let's look at the overall story. Here's a perfect example. So we have a problem of hinder. So, uh -huh. um, the right at the beginning, we have the uh, cattle are stolen, and so you have this group come in and basically take away all of the defenses from the homesteads. Right, which of course yeah. is very difficult for them to protect themselves, and what leads to the one family getting essentially slaughtered. Um, and ultimately, let me see. Well, I, I mean, or you swap, or you swap them, and they're trying to hint their, their. Um, Sorry, go ahead. The overall stories are really hard for me to get the. I think you could switch John Wayne's temptation and conscience, and it might be equally as strong as this. All right, I'll try it. Not sure, but we'll see. Um, then they have the like relation rash so I mean I'm just looking at the relationship story but you have like the catalyst of rationalization for the I'm sorry the catalyst for that in was the relationship that line was, that was un, that's unaffected that was the same way it was, it was the same way okay yeah that was unaffected um I okay don't I definitely don't see the main character's problem as being pursued. I, um, even that, if that's that, what's driving him, isn't he pursuing Debbie? No, but I, like, I think he's, I don't think he's, he's not a pursue character personally. I think that's the problem is that he's, oh, you know, okay. Lori wants to be pursued <laughs> and he yeah. absolutely does. It, it's like, he's not, it's. But he's pursuing the other, right? Isn't that his problem is that he's pursuing something else? No, that's in the overall story. See, that's okay. Again, you so, know, I think that that's not. You're looking at what is, and he's not the pursue character in the overall story. He's he's a no, like, yeah. You know, he's a support no, yeah. character. <laughs> um, you know, and so I, and and his problem is definitely not content. I mean, his response is temptation. It could, it could be something else. But then you're you're take then the crucial element should be with him, right? The then shouldn't support the 
So support is part of the psychic, right? Uh, the support is part of a psychic, but I'm not sure that he's psychic. Um, if anything, I'd say maybe emotion. Um, well, isn't isn't Mo emotion the Mo, Mo's character with the rocking chair guy? And certainly isn't Lori more emotional uh, than? Uh, I don't know. Um, Brad is emotion. Brad's emotion. Yeah, yeah, he's Brad. certainly in control. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah he's in, right. Uh, I don't, I don't know that there are any archetypal characters, but um, I mean, the one that the one that is clearest to me is is because I think he's just a much cleaner. So much more time looking at him is um, you know is. Not, definitely not. I mean, Marty, we see, but Marty's just sort of a tag along for the most, most part. We see him, I mean, avoidance. You see that, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to be seen by Lori, um, you know, uh, where she's just like, yeah, you know, it's nothing. <laughs> I've got brothers. Uh, so, 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 Chris, just so I, I'm clear. So, what you're saying is like, if, if he was like really pursuing Lori, Hard, then it would be that would be his source of drive. But since he's like kind of avoiding the whole future marriage thing by doing whatever he's doing, then that's avoiding. Right. He doesn't seem to be a pursue character per se. He doesn't. He's not the one wanting to lead the 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 pack. But he definitely, you know, wants to be part of it. But you know, and personally, he doesn't. You know, it doesn't when, he, when he's introduced, it doesn't look like he's a pursue character. You know, he More kind of a of cleanup is, guy, right? Pardon? He's more of a cleanup guy, just making sure things don't go off the track and trying to head off a mess that he'll have to clean up. Oh, no, no. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I'm not saying that. I mean, I think, you know, I see him, he, he's he's got elements of a, you know, of a, a sidekick-ish kind of thing. You know, he likes, I mean, he opposes yeah. and supports. You see that both, you know, he's against... When Ethan says certain things, he's against that. Um, you know, he's, uh, I don't think he sees support as a problem. I think it, he sees support as being a solution. I mean, if anything, I was gonna say a symptom, if he had a symptom, yeah, that's the same story form, right? So I'll just throw this out there. Um, okay. An example maybe of oppose and support is that he sees Laurie opposed to his going out another time, and but he wants his responses to lend further support. I gotta go. I gotta go with the guys. Even though he knows that it's you know it, it, it's it's he just feels it's more important, right? Yeah. And it just I seems mean, I, I, avoidance with his delaying and avoidance just seems really really clear on in terms of where he is you know so he's not not taking any action <laughs> he's an is a character he's an action character but you know the, an action yeah. character but he the doer but he you know it's this it's this underlying you know avoidance of you know having anything meaningful with his girlfriend uh that just sort of yeah. <laughs> certainly we see pisses her off um 
And it's again, and you see the critical flaw of self-interest, it's that's when the self-interest thing comes up, which, you know, and it's, it would be in his self-interest to stay with Laurie, but that would undermine the overall story, right? You know, yeah. And and he wants to do that, but he just really needs to continue to support the effort to the larger effort to um, to save his stepsister. All right, sister. Chris, I'm um, I know I'm still asking the same question. I'm just wondering if maybe you can help though. It's like what if it was if he was a if how in the world like how would one pursue and create delay? That's all I was trying to figure out is like, what would that look like so I can make this choice better next time? Because I, I just couldn't- Oh, that's easy. Oh, that's easy. Because you just say it's, it's pursuing something else. So no, it's I'm but putting it, off getting married by pursuing something else. If that was- but Does he have to pursue? But isn't that what he's doing? Because he's pursuing- No, because, the, no, because okay. he keeps on, when the two of them are together, He's yeah. absolutely avoiding, he, he avoids any kind of, remember, this is not what he sees. This is what's really driving him. Well, but, but he asked, yeah, like he asked her to go steady with him and she's like, hey, dummy, we've been going steady since you were, you were three. It's like he's slow, right? He just doesn't really. It, he's not, it's because he, he doesn't, remember, he's not going to see his problem. She'll see it. Yeah. She sees right. him being as avoiding it. He can't see that. He thinks that, you know, she's a, she, okay. he would say that, oh, you think I'm opposed to this? No, no, no. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm for it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. let's take the next step and become girlfriend, boyfriend. <laughs> right, right. I'll, I'll support this effort. It's like, you idiot. <laughs> right. That's, that's why. Hmm? Oh, I, I think a good example. Uh, go ahead, Julie. Um, I, I think a good example um, is when he's um, delaying the group to attack the camp while he goes in to get uh, his sister. Right. So and he's getting opposition, you know, uh, uh, um, right. He's, he's getting an opposition from Ethan, but, you know, yeah. That he wants to go and and support, you know, his, his is I'm going to go help this, you know, I'm going to go in this way. Yeah. And, and it's not just opposition from Ethan; it's opposition from the the Sam Sam Clayton. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. You know, when we go in, we're not going to make distinctions. <laughs> we're shooting. Chris, can we also use the fact that he ends up, you know, um, almost accidentally avenging his mother oh he, well he, that's but that's an incidental thing i think it, it didn't matter who came through that door i think that was just trying to sort of that was sort of karma you know that was kind of uh, that if anything that might have been you know the past sort of resolving issues from the past and and for the benchmark. okay so, but you it know. wouldn't count as like a avoiding like you know like in terminator when she you know we i think avoid is used to to kill the is, is the element for killing the robot in the end. Now remember, avoid. It's either avoid or prevent. So it, it sort of is it. Are you acted upon? Or are you acting? And I think he's really driven to prevent oh. more than to avoid. I think prevent. Wait, can you say it again? 
acted upon or can you say that one more time? Yes, it's is avoidance is is your it's it's kind of like run away as opposed to prevent, which is more of a run toward, not pursue. You're still trying to, it's still a, the negative, not the positive. So avoidance if, is, if, if you're, you're avoiding something, you're trying to prevent something from happening. So the, the same thing is just that, what is the mechanism? But prevent, I think the way English uses the word prevent um, is a more accurate way of looking at that as this problem. I think he's driven to prevent these bad things from happening. Or, or, or from things he thinks is troublesome is happening. What did you say about acted versus acted upon? Um, uh, avoid is sort of like being, you know, you avoid is sort of like you're being, something is, you trying to avoid being, being uh, I, I have to listen, to, I, I don't remember exactly the way I put it. Okay. It's sort of like you can be, an attribute of something or attributed to, it's that kind of feeling. And avoidance is, is sort of the negative version and, or the passive version and prevent is sort of the act, oh. that's a better way of looking at it, active and passive. Oh, okay. Avoidance so used saying- to be more passive and um, prevent seems to be more um, active. There, as far as this, Element as far as this element's concerned, they're the same thing. We just don't have one word that means the same thing. They, it's not. It holds both both elements of that, both aspects of that. Sorry. So, are you saying he's the one that's passive, or he's the one that's active? He's like, or is he? he um, in his- if you look at the definition of avoid, it's of uh, stepping around, preventing or escaping. You know, so those are like different kinds of actions. But it's all of them. It's not just one of them. It can be any of those. So I think he's more about preventing things from happening. You know, um, okay. like preventing her, his girl, uh, his girlfriend from seeing him naked, or preventing, you know, uh, I, I, you know that kind of thing. I think that's and or preventing his uncle from killing his sister. You know, I think those are the kinds of things that are where he gets totally motivated. Um, okay. He, yeah, thinks, he thinks he's just being sort of oppositional, or he's resist or getting opposition, and he so then turns it into support. But what's really motivating or driving him is that need to prevent things from happening that he doesn't want have to happen. Now, if we look over, let's look over at the overall story because we haven't really talked about that at all. Now, the issue of attitude, I mean. If you if you branch it away from just Ethan, but the whole attitude toward um, the Comanches and what happens to whites, you know, who are associated with or become part of Comanches, as you know, that's pretty strong in the entire the whole movie, right? I mean, yeah, you know, most notable like was what I was saying when Laurie says that you know, sort of cops that attitude about um, Debbie right out of the blue in this other conversation about, you know, marriage and stuff is like, wow, that just really popped out, you know, but there's this really clear cut attitude about Comanches are bad from this one, from the the whites, not necessarily the, the, 
you know, the Mexicans in the movie don't seem to have that issue. Um, and the other, you know, there's not really all, uh, sort of, all Indians are sort of painted with a single brush, even though they don't seem to, they certainly don't behave at all the same way in the movie. You know? um, so I think that there's definitely a lot of attitude versus approach stuff that's going on in the overall story. Well, in the with the catalyst as a as approach, um, I wondered if that works for Nick's arguments that he was making earlier. Um, which I, which is or which was what? I remember what you said, Nick? Recently? Oh uh, yeah. So so what I had just been saying was just that that we saw the different approaches, um, uh, different ways of of uh, the the approach of the the Indians to the whites versus the whites to the Indians. The approach of 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 the the Texas Rangers compared to the U.S. Cavalry, um, uh, the oh. the approach of of and and I tried to keep it outside of of, of Ethan yeah. and and uh, what you call it, uh, Marty, um, and and the approach of uh, McRory uh, in, in a court and uh, Laurie and Laurie wanting to not be. Uh, courted that way and not to be in public about it too in front of our parents. Well, I think um, also if you think of an approach as, you know, aggressiveness, you know, when you, you, cause you have these groups that when they're, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're very aggressive and that, that aggressiveness, when it is met with more aggressiveness. And then you've got these other groups that, um, you know, like the, uh, the Mexicans who bring them in to trade, et cetera, um, you know, that gives, that that moves the story forward really fast. Yeah. But, you know, it's a different kind of approach that's taken, but boy, it really did change this. It did, you know, suddenly, woo, or right up, you know, there there she is. Um, yeah, one of the big leads, one of the big leads they get for Scar is while Martin's doing the trading and while Ethan is um, talking to everybody behind the off camera. And like the, the, um, the approach um, there, right, is to like listen and uh, to their, uh, or you said it's not like a blank stare come over their faces or whatever. And it, like, that's how they're interpreting. What to do? What to do next? And then the, they cut to the, them on the horses talking about um, like reliving that event. I don't know if that makes any sense, but right. And it, well, it I mean, if like you look at the, at the inhibitor. You know, the letter is is a really good and you know example of that. The delay because the focus is on the delay of her him coming back to get married, right? And oh, that letter. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Right, the letter to Lori. But we ended up, you know, it's used as a way to slow down that story so that we can get all sorts of backstory, filler, get all sorts of the other stuff in. And it effectively kind of lets, you know, the story slowly move along. But it's heightened because of what it means in the context. All of this stuff is happening, but in the context of Lori wanting it to be happening faster. So it, the, it's, it's a really interesting you know, it works as an inhibitor because um, the story does slow down at that point, you know, when they're reading the letter. It's, it's sort of, it's more than a montage. 
but it uh, it's I thought that was that was very pretty clear. Um, so I would just add some other places where we see attitude in the OS story is um, um, Lori's mom says, well, we're, we're Texicans and it may uh, just take us a long time, but we're going to outlast and we're going to be here forever and yep. might be past our bones. We see attitude coming up when um, the Reverend Captain Sam Clayton um, uh, has a certain attitude towards the new cadet who, who who comes in and is pointing that sword everywhere. Um, and, and we also see attitude where uh, um, uh, Ethan says to the new cadet, turn around. Yep. That's a U.S. cavalry out, man. <laughs> yeah, that scene was pretty funny. Cause you know, that was actually his son. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Son. Yeah. That was pretty funny. And his real world son. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Patrick Wayne. Um, boy, was he young there. Uh, uh, yeah. So, Look at this. I think this um, is. Post. Pardon? Yes, I was just going to do that. That's really funny. I'm sorry. No, no. I literally, I was just moving my mouse to go up to that. So <laughs> like, oh, obviously, we're on the same page. Yeah. Um, that's a good thing. Okay, so we start with under in the overall story activity is the domain and understanding, learning or gathering information, doing and obtaining. That one actually works really well. That works really well. And it's can, can uh, and of course it's a it's a uh, an X shape. So basically, you the the big switch in the middle, you know, from basically looking for to finding. <laughs> You know, all of that first half, understanding, gathering information, we don't even know if she's alive. And then the rest of it is, okay, how are we going to go about finding her and, and, and uh, rescuing her? Um, mm -hmm. I, I really like the misunderstanding for the first signpost yes. about, the, okay, so we're going, and then they eventually come to understand, oh, this is, this is a, a murder raid. Right, right. Well, I mean, that that also lets it extend all the way through, through, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, all the way in the misunderstanding to the dress, you know, oh, she's alive. It's like, no, that's just some buck in her dress. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't think they'll, I think the, the, the gathering information is when they, when he and Marty head out, that's sort of the second segment of the, of the movie. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that 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 actually that order works really well. What about our main character? So we start what's with the, wait, Chris, hmm? before you go, what's the doing the doing part? Um, that's that is all of them. That's up until they um they I think isn't that pretty much up until they they see her, you know, and uh that um, and well, af actually, up until they, you know, they es they escape from having they get attacked there. That's the sort of the transition, and then after that, it's all about getting her, and rescuing her. But the doing so, is, is essentially we're okay. Now we're on the trail. We've, we've got to find her. 
So it's that's all that's the stuff with the letter that being read and then you know the the horse trading and the tracking down um, and ultimately uh, getting to you know re re, re uh, meeting Mo for the second time and doing the horse the, doing the trading and then seeing her. I think that's more or less what that okay. doing is. And after that, yeah, it's, all, it's all about, you know, trying to get her or kill her, whichever you want to get. Okay, because I think the thing I had a really hard time with is what's the midpoint of the overall story? The midpoint is, I think, is the letter. I mean, that's really kind of the, the you know, because they, they wander around a bit, but then you, you know, you have that long, essentially, it's literally like a journey transition. <laughs> a long yeah. transition between, you know, the gathering and the, the information, then it switches to the doing, but it's sort of like, that's, they use the, the stuff at home with Lori rampaging, I think, as the transition between sort of one to the other. You know, because after it comes back and they, then they talk about, oh, they were they were in this snow and then they heard about this information, you know, and then they realize it's no, going the wrong place. And then, then you go back back to the guys and that's that they're they're um, doing that. So. so the letter you're talking about, the letter that um, Marty wrote. That yeah. letter, or the letter that the letter with a swath of her apron. Oh no, 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 no! That's in the that's that's kind of like switching in the in that's in the gathering information area because you remember that's first they're just trying to figure out what's you know who's alive and who's not. That's the understanding part, and then okay, now we got to try to find her. So let's look for clues, and that swatch is a clue, and then the fact that you know so it's it's sort of that all that clue getting okay. and then okay yeah so i think that's that's what the gathering information part is okay all right so our main character we go from the present to how things are changing to the past to the future yeah. i think the past okay let's see that's got to include the lori um the wedding lori that sort of they come back before they go to the final out run, right? Well, yeah, I mean, his well, but his isn't his future at stake when during that. I think that's the other thing. So, isn't his future at stake uh, with his lover going off with another lover? Yeah, I think that's where that transition goes from yeah. the past to then the future is when he comes back to the wedding. Right? Yeah. That's that's kind of that transition where they they come back from doing and then suddenly this switches to obtaining and also the past which has to do with you know all these you know all, all his his ties to um, being you know Indian sort of and how they're sort of hanging on. Oh, is maybe the past um, like when he has his false wife? Yeah yeah okay. and then and then the few but i think that most of that is i mean most of it's the overall story but all the teasing and all that part is in that's in him and also over in um info in the uh, relationship um oh yeah the um 
role playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> role playing husband and wife. <laughs> right. Yeah. And him getting teased yeah. about that. Right. Um, <laughs> and then when he, the transition, when he comes back, then it's about his future, you know, essentially reestablishing his future with, with uh, his girlfriend. This, yeah. you know, hopefully to be wife, his fiance. Um, so I think that's what's going on with him there. And then uh, uh, influence character. So we start with contemplation, memories, impulsive responses, innermost desires. I mean, it feels right, but it's, um, that's, a, that's a normal what? Well, so. Um, that's a hairpin? Yeah, it is. Yeah, switch right in the middle. Do you, do you consider it when, he, when uh, John Wayne's character is like looking at the fire of his, of, of the homestead? Is that is that more contemplation or more memory? Is like is he? Uh, it seems like more. No, I think. Because hmm. all the stuff in the begin in the beginning, I feel like would fit. Being conscious of of um, you know returning home and trying to reacclimate however that is and having you know stolen money or whatever dirty money right i think that for him again the all the memories don't come in until um where we see the memories start well, well he gets really pissed at, at uh when um he has to talk about seeing um lucy lucy's dead body yes. yeah uh, yeah that's that's kind of that's that's where it's starting yeah that's where it transitions yeah, because he because up to that point he's not letting any of that stuff out, um, right? And I think the impulsive responses uh, you cert I think in in his case it's um, starts off with it, the let's see. Well, I mean, his like the one one of those impulsive responses is is to shoot her right right like um and maybe you know i think the the i think the plant there you know you, in the relationship you know the bequeathing and all that is probably playing a role still i don't know i think that's that yeah that's transitioning in with changing one's nature because he certainly doesn't seem to be one who cares you know about anybody and um yeah, that was or you know the innermost desires sort of in there too i'm not sure yeah is it that he desires to leave a legacy at that point or like what yeah sort of like this like you're starting to get that you know you're starting to reveal things other than just hate <laughs> you know it's like some of it's starting to loosen up a bit Anybody have any other any comments or questions? Um, the, <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Is that your stomach? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I have a question. Are you going to say something next? Yeah, no, I was just wondering if impulsive responses can be so so more of a lack of impulsive responses yes. in that. Yes, he's, he's like holding it back yeah. when he sees yeah. it. Yes, absolutely. That was my initial thought. You know, and, and sort of holding, you know, it's like, Marty, don't, don't say anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so, Chris, I have a question about the structure. So, like, when when you're beginning a story, is it possible to have any of these through lines start before the over before the inciting incident all right are you talking about in the finished work the answer is yes uh, realistically no realistically no because they all happen simultaneously i mean in 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 a perfect story form all signpost ones happen simultaneously but you can't yeah. tell that. So what happens in real, realis, realistically is that you introduce them as you, much as you can and what seems to be the inciting event is when they sink or the last of them is in there. So it's all sort of locked in. I mean, you can have an inciting event in a traditional sense, but where you can say, okay, now the story cannot go backwards or even say sign, you know, the transition between signpost one and signpost two, at that point, you, they, they're all locked, but they don't have to come in at the same time. You can theoretically stagger them and you can play, you know, play one, one thread first and then the second through line and then the third, you know, so you can do play all sorts of story weaving techniques. But if you want to talk about what's really going on, is that they're actually yeah. happening simultaneously. So because of that, that driver has to, the, the driver happens before the fourth, the fourth. The driver the first happens at the beginning of signpost, the, the inciting event driver happens at the beginning of signpost one overall story. Okay, but not, but you could theor theoretically, you could have, you could, um, without story weaving, you, you could basically no. have. No, no, See, that's, no that's because, you. because you, 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 were, you were ignoring the first thing I said, which was they all happen simultaneously. So, right. Without story weaving, there is no before, they're all happening at the same time. You see what I'm saying? You're thinking of it in terms of story weaving where you say, okay, I'm gonna introduce this and then I'll introduce that. That you're already taking the plot and then spreading it out into, you know, over time, which is how we are best, best most easily able to um, dole out the information in a way that we can actually sort of understand it independently. Think of this as a, think of a story form if you did it as a painting. So you saw it all at once. And so you get the big stuff first. So instead of it being temporal where you're just going, you know, line by line by line, you know, you're straight stringing it out, you'd see the big things first and then you get more and more and more and more and more detail. And then you'd have emphasis would, you know, 
the, the emphasis would be by the artist by color or motion or whatever it is, that's how you would move the eye around. But those are again, those are all visual storytelling techniques, but the, it would all be there all the time. So it's, you don't have a first, but you can still lead the eye. You can, the eye will be attracted to highest contrast or faces or letters first before other things. So you can still do story weaving even in a, in a, um, uh, an art object, or if it's a sculpture, yeah. I tell a story with a sculpture, same thing. So story weaving is the only place where there is before and after, except for the built in, um, you know, events that are, you know, in this case, we only have it at the, you know, at the signpost level, which is, you know, really gross, you know, large chunks. It technically can get much smaller than that, but we're, since we're talking about it in, in this, you know, we're really looking at plot. So there is no before or after, except in regards to signpost one, two, three, and four. You know, before that prologue, after that epilogue, but, you know, those are sort of outside of the story form itself. And those are storytelling. So, no, so there's no causal, causal order? Because like... Well, right. Yeah. Because they, there is causal order because they're all of a different nature, just like you have um, uh, potential resistance, current and power or outcome. There's a causal nature that exists between those but not necessarily a sequential order that exists between them. So that's why causal isn't, oh, it doesn't have to be sequential. You know, magnetism, is it causal? Uh, you know, not in a yeah. sequence, not, not necessarily in a sequential perspective, only if you have motion, does it become sequential. But it still exists without motion, right? So that's this, that's yeah, why. Back, but yeah. Right. So, depending on how you know, when we look at story weaving, we're really talking about extracting time from the story form in order to. Um, I mean, not really truly extracting it, but using time as a method of of exploration as opposed to using space as a method of our exploration. Um, okay, so just to be clear, like you, you can have events from the different through lines in the front story um, come before the um, inciting incident, even if, even if there's no story weaving involved, or is there some better word for? No, again, again, it, Think of it at, see, you're looking at it from an audience perspective, and that's the wrong way to be asking this question. From an author perspective, where you already know everything, is there a before? No. I mean, except in a plot sense. So does signpost one, the overall story happen before signpost one, you know, main character? No, they're happening simultaneously. Only when you take it, only when you step into a subjective view where it's a limited view, can you start to say, I'm only going to see this much, then I'm only going to see that much. Yeah, you can start to do that. But that's that's the view where you're intentionally limiting your view 
as opposed to taking the God's eye view, which is what a story form allows you to see. Am I, I, I'm, yeah, am I, I, I guess, yeah, I'm not coming at, I guess I'm, I'm trying to, maybe I'm not asking it well, but it's like, I mean, like in relativity, for, for example, like, right? <laughs> we're I writing mean, stories here. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, and I'm just trying, well, I'm just trying to find out, I'm trying to understand, because we, I don't think we've, I, I haven't experienced this before where like you can have or where, where like I, I know where you can like have the the for the inciting incident um you can play with the story weaving so that you don't show it until later but it's still event happened the event of it still happens yeah that's right before, it yeah. doesn't happen before it doesn't happen before if it's if it's truly the thing that's starts as the driver, then that's the thing that starts the inequity or the, inequ the, ex the unwinding of the inequity. I mean, there's always backstory. And so you've always got something that, late that, that is, you know, set up to this because it doesn't happen in a vacuum, which is one of the reasons why when you, when you create a story form, it does two wind up, wind, wind, it winds up the model twice. Because the model as it as it is is a very neutral position, and you never get back to the neutral position because then you'd have you'd be back to like nothing. So what it does is it sets it up to where the end part end point is first, and then it winds it up again to give you the potential that has that gives you to the start point. This is all what the story engine does after uh -huh. you answer the questions, so that yeah. as you then explore it, it's showing you the process of how to get back to that end point, which has itself already has meaning in it, not back to nothingness. Yeah, so I, I'm, so all those, I mean, all signpost ones happen simultaneously, correct? Yes. And the first, and the first driver happens at the beginning is, is the very first thing that happens in the overall story. It's right? the transition, right? It's the thing that sparks the transition. Everything after is front story, everything before is back story, right? Okay. For the OS, let's say. Okay. Okay, so then the problem it, it's having just, it, is like- The thing is the story form is self-contained, so everything outside of it is outside of it. That could be anything. So it's not just backstory. It's could be anything. But oh, anything? Would oh, wait, say that again? Well, when you're talking about a story form, it's a self-contained, you know, it's, yes. it's a self-contained yeah. object. So right. it doesn't define what's outside of it, <laughs> except that okay. it's outside of it. So I mean, that's it's it, we're we're kind of talking about you know angels dancing on the head of a pin here because it really is not relevant to story analysis or story creation except in regards to if you want to break that and actually try to use it then you use story weaving and story encoding techniques okay. to do that okay okay so but so it, so the but the first event of the overall story is that is that driver so not there's nothing that comes before it in the in the story form right Correct. Correct. Okay. And nothing happens in the story form after the closing event. Okay. All right. Perfect. 
I, I know it's a bit late, Chris, but if you have the inclination and if you don't, that's <laughs> fine. Um, but so you tell me that the RS is the heart of the story, going back to the signposts, if you would, please. Yes. Um, and, and I was just wondering if, if, if you could compare the heart of the story to the plot of the story in the OS and, and tell me how that works at the signpost level, or maybe it doesn't. I, I Just the same way that you kind of go through when you're at the full story engine and you, and you, and I just have a tough time with relationship story being the heart of the story. It, it, it's All right. other than okay. as yeah. the, the, the love line, you know? Oh, well, okay. Subject matter being family, conceiving an idea. Hey, I'm your, I'm your net, you know, Hey uncle. It's like, I'm not your uncle. I'm not a sir. I'm nothing. I'm just Ethan. I have no relationship to you whatsoever. I just happen to be the person that found you. All right. So getting the idea of what, what kind of relationship do we have here? What kind of family are we? Developing a plan. Okay. So now we're going to go and try to um, find another member of this family who is my sister and your niece, but we're not related. So how do we kind of fit this together? Well, you know, she's, if she's a, if she's, uh, she may or may not be family as far as I'm concerned. If she's been, you know, again, this is early on this signpost. Uh, right. you know, if she's on too, with them too long, maybe she won't be family, but right now she's my niece, you know, and she's my sister. Okay, so we're gonna figure out how to, you know, work together with that framework. Then the third signpost playing a role. Okay, it's like, all right, you know, I'm I'm the older, wiser of the two of us. And I am seeing, I'm gonna let you make all sorts of kinds of mistakes. Um, you playing your role as trying to be, you know, my uh, uh, partner in crime here. And um, meanwhile, you're, you know, I don't, I'm still aloof and everything, but you now have a wife and you've got, uh, you know, family of your, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? And, and isn't it funny? And then, you know, and again, this is, this is where we're getting as an audience, we're getting to laugh at them and let, you know, it's a, it's a lot of humor. It's like, again, it's the heart. And then the changing one's nature is like, okay, well now, you know, things are getting really difficult and scary and you know uh, Ethan's wounded and it's like okay I'm going to start thinking about my my last will and testament and and that's changed certainly changes the nature of my relationship to you know to uh, Marty because the person who I said I was yeah I just happened to be the one who found I am now going to bequeath all of my belongings because he's the only living relative um, and which of Marty is saying, uh, excuse me, you still have your living niece who is, who is blood, you know, so that, and that's a, obviously probably the most emotionally heated part of their relationship in the, in the movie. So you get that, you know, from a very distant type of family relationship where they don't know how to fit together to, okay, well, maybe we can work together to, ah, ha, ha, let's play this jokes on each other to this, you know, much more intense relationship and the changing nature of the family at the end. Does that help? Thank you. That, that helped a lot. It really did. Thank you. Okay.
good. And then you just contrast that with, you know, what's going on. And it's and it sort of that, that the intensity of the, that emotional journey um, counterpoints what's going on, you know, uh, in the overall story. And then you've got other things that are more emotional happening in the main character part and in the main, and in the influence character where early on it's pretty distant, but you get a lot of feeling from our influence character right up front. And you get some feeling for, you know, but so it, they play in the different through lines, but the heart of it, the part that we share is always going to be in that relationship. Great. Thank you. Sure. Well, okay. Um, All right. Excellent. Thank you guys very much. Thank Uh, you. Thank you, everybody. This podcast was brought to you by Wright Brothers, creators of software for writers since 1982. Visit us at www.screenplay.com and www.dramatica.com. Dot com.